Hi, this is Mikey Lynch, and welcome to the uh, Mad Beef Australian Rollerblading Podcast. Today, I want to talk about rollerblading as a culture um, for a few moments. Um, on a um, mushroom blading podcast a little while ago, the most recent one, this is um, February 2017, uh, one of their most recent podcasts uh, interviewing or con- having a conversation with Frank Stoner, um, he talked about how he thinks of rollerblading not as a sport, but as a, uh, not as a lifestyle, but as a culture, rollerblading as a culture. And although I don't entirely agree, I think in the first place rollerblading is a sport, um, I, I do want to explore the culture aspect because the particular kind of sport rollerblading is a street sport um, and then a subcategory of street sport, if you like, um, you know, or an overlapping category is it's also a, an action sport or an extreme sport. Um, that makes it more culture-like um, than some traditional sports. Let me try and explain uh, a traditional sport, an arena sport, a formal sport, of course it's got culture things attached to it. I mean, anything we do is a culture. Anything humans do is a culture and develop stuff. But in the first place, it's so broad um, that it's not as if there's kind of uh, fashion and music and art and uh, all of those things attached to it in a big way. I mean, there's a little bit of that. There's fashion associated with... Um, tennis outfit fashion and the music they play on tennis broadcasts, sure. Um, but but it's not a really central thing, I wouldn't say. Um, and in some sports, that's enhanced by the fact that, um, obviously in team sports, you're just stuck wearing the uniform. And insofar as there's a fashion attached to um, whoever designs your team, Guernsey, uh, but beyond that, you know, um, and... Uh, uh, you know, the Wimbledon tennis or um, test cricket, there's no fashion at all. I mean, or rather, it's, it's this vanilla uniform of white, you know? Um, and so, 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 do you see what I mean? That, that some of those formal sports, it almost, fashion is kept to an absolute minimum um, as a part of uh, the, the culture. And, and same goes for, for music and, and all those sorts of things. They're very peripheral, uh, only to the broadcasting of the thing. I mean, as I say that, I'm kind of, um, well, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, so then here's the thing, that really then what becomes um, the fashion for those things and the culture for those things is when they evolve outwards to become uh, street sports. So street basketball or, or um, social soccer or social cricket or spectating of these sports, uh, suddenly it becomes an urban activity, right? And even like, you know, modern exercising fashion has drifted into this, you know, active wear is like typical exercise wear with a sort of an urban street colour scheme and style um, to realise that when a sport extends into a broader social hub, it takes on more culture attributes. And that's a place where, like I said, street basketball or, or sports supporter fashion becomes more and more that way. But then there are some sports that are necessarily that, just by their history um, and, and formality. Um, and so hacky sack or skateboarding or uh, handball playing a school playground or um, juggling, you know, some of these things are by definition kind of street sports. And almost all action sports or extreme sports fit that category as well. Yes, it's true, you know, you could say gymnastics um, is a formal sport and, you know, skateboarding will be in the Olympics and a lot of the winter sports in the Winter Olympics are formal sports, but, you know, there's this bleed across. A lot of them also have a very strong street sport dimension, if not entirely that. I mean, I suppose gymnastics is unusual, but you have acrobatics and parkour 
which are the, the street sport version of them. And when something is a street sport um, uh, and uh, an action sport or an extreme sport, um, it has more of this culture stuff because the reason you're doing it is not simply to fit into a sports space, but it's a, it's a way of life and an approach to life gets built into it. You know, you may not subscribe to all of it, but you, you know you're entering into that subculture. Uh, you know, and that's a that's a really cool thing, I reckon. Um, and so these kind of street sports, broadly speaking, action sports, extreme sports, um, uh, recreational sports, maybe. But although even then, it's it's this it's this special thing that happens, I think, with street sports that um you become a little bit like um like pop music, pop music, uh, rock music, uh, contemporary music is more than just like um, a formal performance of the tune and it's an ethos and a clothing and a venue type and a performance style all these things right and and that's that's really great that that suddenly in contributing to hip-hop music uh you're investing in this thing that touches on kind of street entrepreneurialism and um and the actual rapping the way of making music through the the um the djing um, graffiti art, break dancing. There's a great old um, KRS-One song, the Nine Elements of Hip Hop, that kind of unpacks that. Um, so hip hop is a broader subculture, and, and and some of that overlaps with skateboarding and rollerblading. I just want to say that's a great thing. I like the fact that you don't have to be into all of that, but you're you are to some extent connected with all of that when you become a skater of some kind. Um, uh, there are fashions, brands, music, videos. Um, uh, all these sorts of things, um, uh, the design of the skates and so on, all of these things become a part uh, of, of a world that's that's open to you um, and you participate in, um, you know, podcasts even. So, so look, I mean, that's not an absolute thing, but there is a, uh, I think, I guess maybe what I'm saying is that not that other sports don't have a lifestyle and culture, but that in street sports and extreme sports, those things are heightened. Um, in a very visible and central way um, so that it is more unusual uh, to, to not, to some extent, participate culturally in that activity. Uh, to simply do the activity is unusual, I guess is what I'm trying to say, or, you know, or as a decision. So, I mean, what's my point? Nothing really, I guess just a celebration uh, of that kind of fact. Uh, and maybe an encouragement to explore uh, the culture that you're inevitably um, connected to if you are a rollerblader. All right, catch you later. Ad V for Rollerblading podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch, theme music by Edifice Architect. You can find us on Facebook and SoundCloud or subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you have any questions, comments, requests or podcast contributions, please message us on Facebook. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a once-off or regular contribution. Even just two bucks a month, every little bit helps. See you later.